Welcome everyone, we're about to begin Be'ez HaShem Shalom Bayashir, number 173. Um, one of the main concepts in marriage, to realize the way the HaShem says it in Parashas Bereshis, that a husband and wife are one, the Ramban explains, that through marriage, a husband and wife become the, the closest of relatives. Uh, it's a stronger Kesher than partner than regular partners, of course. You see yourself as one. There's a certain unity to it. And another concept behind this is the hashkacha pratis element, where that your marriage partner is your creator's choice for you. And the Gemara Ma'id Katan, Daf Yudchesim Beis brings psukim to prove this. One is from Parshas Chayesara, um, that Suel, Rivka's father, Lovan, her brother, both told Eliezer, Evet Avram, that Me Hashem And they were not big tzaddikim, and nevertheless they recognized that reality. The individual Hashem chose for you is for your ultimate good. Internalizing this awareness will answer your question. It will be a foundation of how can I love and respect someone who is not exactly the way I wish him or her to be. And the answer for that is that since Hashem himself selected this person for you, he wishes you to speak and act with love and respect. And by doing so, you're showing love and respect to him. And even if there are bumps in the road, if you go transcend yourself and go beyond that and say, I will talk and act with love and respect to carry out what Hashem wants from me, the Bayre Yoylam, the one who created the universe, who put me here in the first place, who gives me life, gave me life, will give me life, and put this soul with me to be with me. And yes, sometimes Man marriages, things go more smooth, sometimes less. Some couples struggle more, some couples struggle less. But no matter what, there's opportunities to grow. And there's opportunities to transform negative into positive, darkness into light. And, you know, when new couples and even older couples, after they see all these bumps and they ask that they may, I make the right choice, once you're married... You need to view that choice as Hashem's um, divinely ordained choice for you. And you put in all your heart and your soul to making the marriage work well. And um, ultimately, it's Ashkacha Pratis. Now, that doesn't mean that every marriage will last, but that your marriage is totally Minashamayim to help you grow. And that's the attitude that even divorced people need to have after they divorced. It was Menashemayim that I was supposed to marry that person. And it was Menashemayim that I was supposed to end and move forward from it, but it was meant for my growth. But ultimately, while a person is married, they need to do everything they possibly can to see to it that it works and to be committed to the marriage 
and not to say to yourself, I made this mistake, I made that mistake, or I wasn't thinking. No matter what the free will matter there, ultimately, it's Ashkacha Pratis. And it may be that your husband or wife is a different personality than what you were hoping for, but whatever that person is like, there is a divine purpose to it, to, for you to be married to this particular person, and it's exactly the person at present that is that Hashem has your best physical and spiritual um, interest in mind by connecting you with that person. The Dubna Magid, Rizal Kliskin says this, brings a mushal about a person who had a hidden buried treasure hidden in his property. And um, the person, though, did not know about that treasure. And in his entire life, you know, he was not able to benefit from that treasure. There's a similar well-known story about someone who had a dream. They would find buried treasure in another city as he was digging there. Someone watched him. What are you doing? And uh, he said, I don't believe in dreams, but if he did, he would be digging for treasure in a different place. For he had a dream that the treasure would be found there. That treasure was in his own backyard. He rushed home, dug his own backyard, found a treasure there. That muscle applies a lot to marriage. Very often a person feels very negative about his marriage. What What is it like? You haven't seen the treasure yet. Your eyes are closed. It's sort of the way Hagar's eyes were closed before Hashem opened it and showed the water to her, the well. Same thing over here. The treasure's in your backyard. The gift is in your husband, in your wife. You don't see it yet, but it is there. And even if you're having a challenging time with your husband or your wife, if you recognize this is what Hashem chose for you, put you two together, it's an area for growth. And the growth may be painful at times, but ultimately you need to be exactly where you are. And the way Hashem generally works it is that after that hard work, you start really, really seeing those brachas, similar to really realizing, hey, you know, there's an indent in that backyard there, and you find that treasure in your own backyard. And that's a tremendous concept. Here's an antidote, and listen carefully to this. This is a very important one. When I first met my spouse, I had doubts as to whether or not we should get married. I wanted to be able to have a flowing conversation with this person I married, but I found it difficult to talk to each other. I wanted to be understood, but I felt this person didn't really understand me. I wanted someone who would be very accepting, but instead this person was highly critical. I expressed my doubts to someone I respected. I was told, don't worry, everything will turn out right. After you get married, these issues will all be resolved and you will have a happy marriage. I have seen a lot of young couples with doubts but after marriage, they are glad they are married. I listened, but I wasn't totally convinced. I spoke to two more people and asked them. I was told by one, everyone is nervous beforehand. I was also, I have a good marriage. You'll have a good marriage. Another one said, don't be so picky. You're not perfect either. You need to get married. 
The person you're considering marrying sounds like a wonderful person. The practical daily issues of raising a family will keep you so busy that you won't have time to worry about the things that you're worried about now. And I listened to all this advice. Although I had misgivings and reservations, I had been told that I would should be patient and after time we would just be happy. Guess what? That may have happened to someone else, but not mine. I waited for things to change. They never did. And I started to feel resentful towards all those good-intentioned people who told me it'll work out, it'll work out. This resentment blocked me from seeing my spouse's good points. Remember that point, by the way. The resentment you feel by seeing the negative blocks you from seeing your spouse's good points. And I kept focusing on what I didn't like, and I was constantly miserable, I toyed with the idea of divorce. and But I kept he- hearing how hard that would be. You can't start over again. There's extra baggage. It's better to make it work. And it was a very painful experience. And after a while, though, taking an objective look at my situation, I realized that maintaining the resentment was a form of self-torture. I have to accept that it was my own choice to listen to the advice I heard. No one forced me to do so. Giving up resentment is difficult, but it's either that or ruining my life. I realized that those who advised me uh, to get married were telling me things that they felt were the best for me. They did know people had doubts when they got married and were grateful when they did. And some people weren't so happy, but they kept it to themselves. And people who are advised to to marry someone don't always come back to the person who advised them to get married and tell them it didn't work out according to the way it was supposed to, and so on. So the bottom line is, I began to accept the Almighty's will for me. I accepted the idea that although things are not the way I would have wished, being married is much better than being single. I have a lot to be grateful for in my spouse. For an entire month, I have written gratitude lists. I wrote at least five things a day that I am grateful for, that my spouse had done for me, has done for me. On the days I I have over, some days I have over 15 items on this list. Then my focus changed from what I don't like to what I appreciate. And that key concept helped me and was the realization that accepting the will of Hashem with love is the most elevating attribute one can have. And I gain spiritually and emotionally by that thought process. So again, that doesn't mean that holy lift is abuse or other things like that. Things have to be addressed. Doesn't mean that you put on these rose-colored glasses and everything is always wonderful, everything's always beautiful. But this idea that Hashem is running your life, and you may be not understanding what it's all about, but Hashem is giving you what is good for you, that itself elevates the person and gets them to focus on, you know something? I may be resentful about this, that, and the other thing, but there is maybe a treasure in my own backyard that I'm just not seeing right now. And I'm letting my resentment and focusing on the negative blind me from seeing the good in the situation. 
And once you see the good in the situation, it starts getting better. Because good leads to more good. Seeing good leads to seeing more good. Mitzvah gairares mitzvah. You have hezekria, you know, when someone sees, causes damage by his looking with a negative eye, but you have an ayin toiva. An ayin toiva breeds more ayin toiva and more ayin toiva. Which means that when you look at your spouse and you try to do your best to look at her, to look at him with an ayin toiva, with a good eye, it's not just an attitude shift. A reality shift takes place. It's like in physics where there's some theories about it, where you actually, your observation of matter causes by that very observation for the matter to subtly change. And that's certainly true in the the spiritual realm. Just like we see that looking at a tzaddik's face could create a tremendous positive influence on, on, on you. And by looking with an ayin toiva, on your husband or on your wife, you may not realize it, it's so subtle, but that ayin toiva is sensed by your husband and your wife and they themselves become better as a result. And you become better as a result and you start seeing more good and more good and more good till you see more and more of this treasure, more and more of this goodness it's basically a person that's not an expert in diamonds and finds on the floor, you know, these rocks. And they look like rocks. They're really diamonds, but they're not finished yet. They're not processed yet. The person doesn't realize it. He'll just throw, throw it out. This is garbage. But when you take that rock, so to speak, and you look at it with an iron tithe and you say, hey, there's a diamond beneath there you start looking at it and you start cultivating it and appreciating it, working with it, and then it starts shining. The same thing with a husband and a wife. The Nisham is in there and you access it by giving that ayin toiva and it brings out their goodness. So many people seem mediocre, uh, seem, um, you know, uh, just not the greatest people in the world, but they are in potential greater, the greatest people in the world. They have potential. Every one of us has a potential to become great. We don't have to be perfect. We can make mistakes, but there's greatness in us. There's goodness in us. And that's what every couple needs to understand. That's what they need to know. When they realize it's Ashkacha Pratis and they make a decision, yes, there's some things I'm very upset about. But there's so many more things that I could be grateful for and see the good in it and work with it and usually what happens is, after a while, automatically those brachas come. Hashem opens those Pesachs, Habolitayim, Messiah, Oisai. So it works with Shalom Bayis too. If anything else, Habolitayim, Messiah, Oisai, that if you want to purify yourself, Hashem helps you purify. The same applies when you want the Shechinah to come down to your home. Habolitayim. You want the Shechinah to come down here. By having shalom between you and your husband, between you and your wife. That's your true ratzain. When that becomes your true ratzain, and Hashem is memala that ratzain, and you start looking at your spouse with ayin toiva, then those hidden treasures come out. You'll find that treasure in your own backyard. You'll find the beautiful diamond in the 
coarse rock that's there right now. You will see those Midas Taivais that seem dormant till now, and it will be brought forth. Have a wonderful day.